0: Hello, I'm Bastian, I have been building up companies for the last 10 years, mainly in the area of MedTech, and I'm co-founder of Flynn, responsible for sales and finance. Hi, I'm Markus, and I spent my last 10 years mostly in product management in companies such as N26, and in Flynn, I'm co-founder for topics around product and people. Flynn is a VC-funded early-stage company. Our software helps MedTech companies to automate their quality and regulatory affairs processes. And in this podcast, we want to candidly share our lessons learned while building Flynn from the ground up. We believe employees are the key ingredient to success in the early stage in a company. In this episode, we want to look into how to build your early stage team. So the important questions for us are, where do you get the people from that you want to hire in the beginning company journey? how to manage the funnel of acuting, and how to make an offer that you get these people before your content. So, Markus, I would like to know, can you summarize a bit how we first reached out and how we have found our first employees for the company? Yeah, let's uh, maybe start
1: with like, where we actually got some initial leads from and, and how we got uh, people. So that was, a, of course, a variety of different channels, actually. And I think the most obvious one is our network that we leveraged a lot. And that has to do on the one hand side with a long term network we build ourselves. So we just reach out, of course, to people that we have worked together with in the past and so on. But also, like, I think both of us have invested over the last years of building a little bit of a brand around ourselves and like attracting people or having people who follow us, always with the idea of mind, you're going to start a business at some point and people are the key. So we need to be able to reach people when we have to build our, own, when we build our company. But that's I think that's probably a more obvious one. The the thing we did, which might not be so obvious for everyone, is like we actually for key position offered people uh, like a hiring bonus. So I reached out to a lot of people I trust in design and engineering, not so much in business yet, but for the design engineering positions. And we offered them between five and ten thousand euro if they make us the lead to the person that we end up hiring. And that might sound like a lot of money, but at the end, for the right person, it's I think it's the right thing to do. and out of the five hires we've made, we actually paid for one person five thousand euro to someone in our network. so that really paid off and this gives just an extra incentive because when I think about myself, so many people reach out to me and ask me, "Hey, can do you know someone can you help me?" And if this is a really, really really close friend, I will invest the time but i'm I get asked so much that yeah most of the time if not accidentally I have someone in mind I just like continue to do my work so this like little extra incentive might incentivize me to spend 15 minutes of my time sending an email or two to a few people so I think it is an incentive that can help so you need to set this amount also to a level where it's really attractive for the other person that's why five even 10,000 euros might be something that you should consider so that I would say probably that's our was our key fund because out of the five employees we hired all the five came through a network at the end of the day, so that was from the extended network or people that we knew. Of course, we also tried other challenge channels. Uh, we did LinkedIn ads, we did uh, AngelList ads. We spent about a thousand euro on both, and we about uh, thousand euro in, in total. We tried eight, three agencies actually. We did. We made a mistake to kind of hire or bring in the agencies way too late. So agencies have a very long on- onboarding time and until like we were basically done with our hiring when the agency got got really started. However, I would say I'm like, in my past, I haven't really hired a lot through agencies. I have been rather skeptical of agencies because yeah, best people don't really look through agencies necessarily. And so we chose three agencies that really were among agencies that we had some positive relationship with from the past. I think 50 agencies reached out to us, whether they can refer candidates to us or not. We said basically no to all of them, except for the three. And those three didn't end up paying off a lot. So that was the agency piece. And um, for the LinkedIn ads and AngelList things, we actually got a couple of very interesting leads, but
0: at the end, everyone came through the network. And uh, Marcus, you've also been quite involved in later stage hiring. Do we see some uh, significant difference here, especially outlining in the early stage and then coming to the later? I would say a main difference is, of course, that
1: in the early stage, you don't Have yet a full team of recruiters and sources and people that can spend a lot of time in creating or finding people. We have our founder associate who helped us a lot in a LinkedIn reach out and we contacted about 500 people or so for one for the backend position on LinkedIn. And one of the five final candidates or one or two of the five final candidates was from that search. In larger companies, you have really like more capacity to do this. So that is, of course, one thing you have more capacity of people. Can reach that. And you're going to have, you have an established brand. So your brand can be leveraged. So in our case, we are no one. Like, so we had to leverage a lot of personal brand. And that's why I said we have to build, like we intentionally build our personal brand. So because we could at least use that one if, as a, as our company didn't have a brand yet. And that is a big difference. So if you have no personal brand and no brand as a company, it, it gets even harder. So network is always very important. But I think for the early hires, it is absolutely the key to hire for the network, agencies are always pretty much pretty similar, I would say. So that's obviously more network and less direct reach out, even though you have to go on multiple routes. You cannot only purely rely on your network because then you might, yeah, might not end up with the right candidate. That
0: makes a lot of sense. I think this uh, hint to utilize your personal network and build your personal network was a very interesting differentiation there in that phase. And so, like just giving a little bit here the perspectives. let say, like we have now five people in this very early pre-seed round. For that poverty had more than hundred applications. Probably jumped on more than forty, fifty first-time calls. So just we have in perspective of the number that happened here. So, Marcus, what is your recommendation and also your learnings? How did we handle the significant amount of people in the funnel to to come to conclusions in, in a very efficient manner? We have some. Recommendations and learnings from our process. So we started with a very structured process from day one on because we
1: both used to that from larger companies. Of course, we simplified it a little bit in comparison to larger organizations, and we tailored it a little bit to junior versus more senior roles. But in principle, it's, it's quite similar. So for the as founder associate roles, we, for example, had a three stage process where one of the two of us did the initial thirty minutes a recruiter call so to say and that's actually the same for all positions so one of us is always the recruiter that does basically the 30 minutes checkup call to figure out like when is that person available what are the compensation expectations is this like is that is that generally a personal fit that we can feel what is a person looking for why are they motivated like really a general like introduction also selling the company doing a quick 10-15 minutes sales pitch of why the person should invest the time in our recruiting process because we have no brand. So it, that's also a difference between the like, uh, like us as a no one uh, versus a larger company. You have to invest way more time in selling your company in the conversations because people, there's so many small startups out there looking for people and the best people really need to be convinced. So in all situations we actually had a recruiter calls so to say, and then there was the hiring manager. person having a full usually one hour Deep dive into, into certain uh, topics. Hiring manager is the person that usually is the the leader of that employee at who is supposed to be hired. Uh, and, and then we did somewhat of a challenge. And for junior role, that challenge was a like home task. They prepared a short presentation around the topic we gave them. And then they did a one hour presentation talk with Basha and myself. And after that, we took the decision for our backend role. For example, we did a one hour design backend system design challenge. And we didn't have our our CTO. He's very, very experienced in mobile engineering, has decent experience in backend and other technologies, DevOps. It's not deep into the backend field. And we want a very, very experienced backend person. So we hired from our network a trusted senior backend leader to help us in the final evaluation to make sure that we hire someone with, of top notch quality. So and together with that person, our CTO did a one hour design system design challenge so that was kind of a, an online video call where they together conceptualized brainstorm design something uh, part of a system to really understand how this person thinks and is structured we did this with the top five candidates of the backend position out of just to give you some perspective those five final candidates like uh, two came from the network one came a direct application from linkedin one direct application from from Angelist, and one was a direct sourcing from us. Like the 500 people contacted, one of them ended up being the finalists for for the backend role. So we had five of those, uh, and then sometimes you add maybe one more interview with a team member. So in the back in the back backend engineer, that was, for example, also our front end lead. He also had a conversation with the top three four candidates. So to have more of a also perspective from the team. So it's usually somewhat between three and four interviews that we've made uh, junior people a little bit less senior people a little bit more at the end we do some reference checks as well we try to figure out like either we ask the person directly and say hey can you name one or two people that you've worked with we want to reach out to them and, and figure out like get some input ar- around you or maybe we know already someone who has worked with that person and get a little bit of a, th- a third perspective that was for me a very important learning in, in my time at n26 that reference checks are extremely important
0: because you can, in a couple of hours of interview, cannot get all the input around it. I think this was very helpful um, to understand uh, how, how to structure this funnel. What is your experience there in utilizing also the value of software to optimize this process? And also, can you recommend some? And how much would you be ready as an early stage startup to spend for such software to support the process? Yeah, we had long discussions on that. Because, of course,
1: you can do it with XLS and Notion. I still think it's it's very valuable to use a specific applicant tracking system ATS. the championage like in big companies often use greenhouse for that you can use free tools like Join, Join.com, dot very basic free free thing we used kind of a something in the middle called recruity we have have made good experiences with it in the past and it helps you A, to it's just a to kanban tool to manage the funnel but it's also good because you have you sync your whole email conversations in that tool. So for example, when Bastien had yeah, a conversation with a candidate and I have a conversation we always have transparency of like what was communicated with that candidate. We have guidelines for their conversations, what questions we ask and we really took notes directly in the tool based on that given questions that we were asking. And that was also very helpful. So we pre-aligned like what are, but think in the early phase of the recruiting to make the candidates more comparable in the first one or two sessions, make that more structured. And then the, the deep dive discussions are oftentimes less structured. They are more kind of You have some guiding questions, but you want to make it a real conversation at the end of the day. So go deep and get to know that person. And you figure out the challenge, as I've mentioned, that can be a home task, that can be a sign challenge. Or with our UX UI designer, we, we did basically a portfolio Discussion. So he guided us through his whole portfolio and we asked a lot of questions to really understand why he took certain decisions in the past like that. So we want to understand his thinking patterns. Yeah. So early part of the process, it's very structured towards the end of the process. You might keep it more, more flexible, adjusted to the candidate, so to say. And there I would definitely recommend use a tool. I think it co- it, the cost for about a thousand euro for, for three or four months to have that. Now we're kind of pausing this tool till we keep recruiting again. I would heavily recommend this. I think this, this pays off to have this work structure from beginning
0: on. Okay, so let's continue the journey a little bit uh, together to the very finish. After having this uh, candidate in the final stage, having them managed very well in the tool, for example, how are we going to do an offer? What is also your take in this early stage? I mean, money is always a uh, short in early stage startups, right? What is also your take in where you position the offers how you bring the people on board
1: and how did you do it? Of course, one of the biggest challenges here is balancing how much you spend versus like attracting the right people. Because if at the end of the day, because of 5,000 euros cash, you end up not hiring the right person and start the whole process all over again, which I have experienced in the past and not influenced by other companies. That can be very painful, more costly than the 5,000 euros you try to negotiate on. The other day, on the other hand, you have to be, of course, also very cautious of, of the money and have the right signaling uh, also ar- around that. So that's a very tough balance. Part of the package, I think, are always three things for us. Like, what is the, the, the stock options? And we talked about this in a separate episode in detail, which we can heavily recommend because this is for, was for us always a key in like, having a really good package and offer. Second is, of course, the salary. And third is then the... The the whole culture team, the surroundings, your work at work style, and all the soft parts that you can offer, and it's not about the drinks that you offer in the office, but really about like the, the values and culture you build. And we paid also a lot of attention to that. Uh, we're gonna make it in a separate episode where we talk about like how we define values from day one on, how we shared that with the, with the team, as so we really build around flexibility that we want to offer employees. So we just thought of ourselves like what makes a cool working place. And how can we really on the one hand side sell this, but really honestly tell people like how it's going to be and and share share it with them? Because here again, you don't have any references you can make. Because it's just people need to believe you on some some part. There's no employee they say, yeah, talk to this employees, this employee is with us for five years, and they can give you a, a good idea, or you go and go on like online platforms and read about our, our positive comments. So you don't have this. So you need to be really believable and in your values and, and concepts that you share. And uh, we've put great effort into this by rewriting this down and, and spending extra time with people and explaining this. And when it comes to salary, of course, we want to, long term, we want to pay top of market because we want to have the best people and the best people will also expect a good, fair compensation. We are more following the Netflix model here than like some models in other startups where they always try to go to the absolute minimum. Nonetheless, it means like in the beginning, you need your more cash, you need to be even more cash sensitive. So that's why we, on the one hand side, also give people a perspective of how the salary can grow that can be even part of the contract to say, okay, with the next funding round, you get a top up or so. You can do that. But we also try to make sure to say, okay, there's a decent, fair salary. But the actual top up is our really generous employer stock options that we put on top and we make this ASOP really, really attractive. So it's, it has actual value for it. And we have seen people that were very skeptical on this ESOP. There were people who have no idea on that, what it is. And there were people that actually appreciated a lot what we've designed. And so depending on the experience of that, individual person in that when you make the offer and when you make the offer call, you need to spend a lot of time on this piece and explain it and give them an idea around it, But at the end of the day, you need to find a salary that the person is comfortable with. And of course, you have certain bandwidth in mind. We say, okay, that's a market salary, top and, and, and bottom, but there's some flexibility to to talk about this. And yeah, yeah this is, I think, how we, at the end, uh, we everyone we offered to, we brought them on board. We're not optimizing till the last euro, because I think we would probably use, we would have lost maybe one or two other people, like if we could have saved me 5,000 euros for a company, but then would have spent not
0: a month on searching for the right person. And I think that's yeah, that's our all, all philosophy around this. Yeah, thank you so much, Marcus, for sharing your thoughts on that. Maybe a quick summary of the topics today. So first of all, yeah, especially in the pre-seed phase, in the early stage of a company, take a really good uh, effort to fully utilize your own network. Remember, your company doesn't have a brand yet at the time, so you will have to utilize your own network you have the chance to build the network already before. And also, additionally, you have to take efforts to get the right people. This can also mean to do a lot of hours of direct research at platforms like LinkedIn, for example. Don't forget to sell your own company in this course, because in the early phase, you really have to sell your own company. You cannot expect that everybody knows what's your vision and what you're going for. A structured process can never come too early. So, put in a structured several-stage process with dedicated roles of the hiring process right from the beginning and potentially utilize the power of software that is out there, use security, for example. And last but not least, when you put the offer, really be aware what else than just salary you can sell, make this transparent, make the structure, the soft values of your company that you're really behind of, that you feel good to sell, and of course, also the share programs that you might have to round up the package to be in a very good position and utilize this. So... This was the main point from today. Marcus, do you want to add something for a conclusion now? So I would say maybe just one more point. If
1: some people might think, oh, that's quite a lot of complexity for early stage seller. Just because you have a four steps, five steps hiring process, it does not mean it has to be long. In the case of one person that we ended up hiring, it took us from the day the person sent the application to us to the day we made the offer five days. And that person was very responsive and very quick in like getting back to us and as uh, like accepting next day conversations and so on so but it cuz we did four steps in five days so if you're dedicated if you focus if you see hey that's the right person you need you can act fast but still need to pay attention to a high quality process and get maybe some help from people that have experience in recruiting and, and hiring because that can help you to set up a, a good process of course, there's the whole big topic of how do I even run an interview? How to figure out like who is the right person? That is an, a science for itself. And so here I would say, if you recruit in a field that you have some experience in, then you can do interviews, of course, yourself. But also get help if you recruit a position where you don't have a lot of experience in that field. Like Ask your investors maybe for help. Ask other experts in your network for help to, to interview and qualify the right people. And take this topic seriously. I think this is probably like one of the most important things founders can do is like bring the right people on board because that's the foundation. And we hope you like this episode and have a great day.